The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at NewBalance.com. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Pick 6 Podcast, CBS Sports Daily NFL Podcast. I'm Will Benson. I'm your host. It is Saturday. Saturday! It's a Saturday show! The season must be here for cranking out more than six, more than five shows a week. It's Saturday, August the 14th. There's some preseason games on. We've got some bets that we made in some of those preseason games. Go check out the preseason uh, preview podcast. If you just look for the bets, as I told Wilson before, you can follow. I put my, I'll post all the ones I bet on in the Action Network app. Verified, no big deal. And um, I will also, uh, you can also, they're at the end of that podcast. So if, you, if you've already missed you know, all of Friday's action, you're trying to find out what we bet on, fast forward at the end of that Friday podcast. But go download it and fast forward, of course. That is in the feed as well. Coming up, we'll have a weekend recap. But this is a mailbag. John Breach is gone. It's just me and Ryan Wilson. Wilson, what's up? Hey, hey, and hey. So uh, while we're, while we're here, we're welcome. We got to welcome, technically, I believe, if you're okay with it, we got to welcome a new member of the uh, uh, podcast family, CBS Sports podcast family, to the family, and that is Fantasy Football Today DFS. Yes, that's right. They didn't have enough Fantasy Football Today shows. They have Fantasy Football regular, Fantasy Football Today regular, Fantasy Football Today in five, and now Fantasy Football Today DFS. Get ready to dominate daily fantasy this year with optimized lineups, stacks, perceived roster rate. Got to change that, Debo. Leverage plays and more. Join Frank Stanfield, Mike McClure, and Sia Najad two times weekly in the FFT DFS feed. The first two episodes dropped last week and are important listens to get you ready for the season. You can download and follow the Fantasy Football Today DFS podcast on Spotify, Apple, Stitcher, and wherever else you listen to FFT. I will be downloading that because um, we will be playing a lot of DFS this year. Okay. Also, I think breaking news for the Pick 6 podcast that we will not have a DFF, DFS episode in the feed this year, but we will have something to replace it. Well, that makes sense that we would not have that, I think, because it would sort of take away from what they're doing, right? Should I tease what is replacing the DFS episode? I, sure. I is mean, I'm excited to tell the people, but you can tease it instead if you is want. Is it a Brinson-focused tennis podcast? Because that's what I'm hoping of. I just, our, our friend of the podcast, Greg Rosenthal, does as a, as a, as a tennis vanity project as well. I think people should just get used to hearing a little bit more from Pete Prisco. I'll say uh, that. It, oh, nice. But does that mean that Pete is going to. He's the new host of. Uh, are you, are, is this, are you making fun of me or making fun of Pete here? He's making it, fun of you. I'm actually just giving information. <laughs> I what, thought you knew um, the answer, Brenta. You acted like you knew the answer before Debo said something. No, no, I was I was being sarcastic. I have no idea what it is. Oh, nice. Get a real life reaction of Brenton not loving the idea of more Prisco on his podcast. Well, it's well, it depends. Is it Pete hosting? Uh, I, well, I guess it's a win either way. I either get to talk to Pete, which is fun. I like Pete, or Pete takes over a day, and I don't have to. And that's so, how Pete. Yes, Debo. This is part of the contract negotiations at this point with Pete. 
if he wants it to be his own thing or if he will allow for Brinson to be a part of it. Because, of course, he will be on our pick show on Fridays. That's that's a Pete Prisco staple. So, 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 just, so just to be clear, Pete has demanded his own podcast because this is because I antagonized him so much on that text note about it. Yes, I, I can't give away too much as, as we're like I said, contract negotiations. You don't want to give too much. This is <laughs> this is out there for public consumption. I love that from my understanding, just on what Debo's just said, that Prisco is demanding that Brinson be off his own podcast so Prisco can host it without Brinson being there. So here's what happens oh, is boy. Pete is constantly trolled by myself and Jamie Eisenberg and then Nick, Nick Costas, our old friend chimes in uh, to make, to make fun of him because it's like, we'll be like a podcast. Look what podcasts are doing at CBS. Podcasts are huge podcasts of the future. You're just an old man with like, you know, that occasionally does video. You are, you know, you're the little, like we call him like a, a kangaroo because it's like, it's like, they tell you what to do. Hop, hop buddy. And, um, and so this has been driving him nuts. He's like, if I wanted a podcast, I could have a podcast. Oh, I could have my own podcast. No problem. Watch. I will ask for it. It will happen. And so I assume that he has gone to management and been like, I need my own podcast once a week. Well, it looks like it's coming to your expense. Joke's on you. Look at that. Wait, I'm not. I mean. Now, is Presco going to wear the uh, HQ shirts that the company paid for or not on the podcast? <laughs> <laughs> I probably should. I don't want to reveal too much about this text thread, but Pete got apparently got a bunch of uh, a bunch of CBS Sports HQ. He had told people at the office that he was planning on losing weight this off season, and so he was like, "Give me, you know, X size or whatever." And they sent him to him. And he, he can't he can't wear them because he says the arms are too small. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> the I love arms it. are too small. My arms are now in my stomach. They're too small. <laughs> uh, anywho. Let's, uh, all right. Well, that's fun. I can't wait. Yeah. Uh, well, all right. So, oh, no, I mean, I guess it's a win win for me. Either I get a, you know, an extra bonus day of talking football with Prisco, or I just get a day off. I wouldn't mind a day off. Yeah. I mean, add it to the list of days off that you get already every week. Wait, but so Pete would be the Thursday show, I guess, or the Wednesday show? We're working on it. The schedule <laughs> looked somewhat similar to last year, but expect some changes. Expect a little bit of a shakeup to the rotation this this fall. Uh, all right. What, uh, Wilson, what's the over-under for number of weeks until I have to like, take over for the, the Prisco show? Five and a half, I think. Yeah, that's about right. I think it's five and a half. You ain't doing it. I just got too much on my plate. Like, uh, they let me to do all this video. I'm doing picks on Monday. Did you make the picks so early? And who makes the picks so early? And then I've got this podcast because Brinson's too lazy to do five days a week. So maybe and they like blame it on me somehow. That's what'll happen. That's right. I think the you you know how this plays out. The script is already written. I hate it when we start hearing Diva's like I mean, what was it like last year? Diva's like, by the way, you're now going to uh everything's on video. It's like, oh yeah. And it's worked out fine. Video is fine, but you know it does yeah. require a, a a lot more hats. Yeah, because the hair plugs aren't grown in yet. I get it. This this hair plugs thing is not acceptable. I agree. I wish you didn't get them. My this is all natural, baby. <laughs> yeah, I won't yeah. press the dunk button for you. And, and, and you know, also, also, while we're since this is the Saturday show, we're going to get to some mailbags questions in a minute. But we can like be as loose goosey as we want going into this. Um, maybe crack a beer. Uh, I, uh, I would like to point out that these, this little crew that Debo runs with, and I'm not going to name any names, but you can guess who it is. This little, the office gossip at CBS is out of control. 
I'm told it's it all funnels. It might all be Jamie Eisenberg, honestly. It all funnels through Jamie. These all these different little text threads with producers and stuff like that, and they love to gossip about all of us. It was just very eye opening when I tossed out a bet. Loser has to shave their head, and, and Brinson. Beyond any normal response, you know, you could just say no, but it was just a little over the top that got people thinking even more about these hair plugs. Exactly. But why would I, if I had hair plugs, I would be fine with shaving my head, right? No, it takes time. You know that. I don't know anything about hair plugs. Sure you don't. <laughs> the, 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 it's, the hair plugs thing is funny. What's insulting when people accuse me of dyeing my, my hair. No, they how, is you. It, how is it that your hair is this long and this wavy and this, uh, you know, completely free of gray hair? What is like, what is going on? They accuse you of dyeing your hair plugs. It's just not a thing. Also, um, there is some office gossip about Top Shot. What's that? I, that I, uh, that somebody that I blew a bunch of money on Top Shot after I won it in, uh, on DFS. It's like, what are, what are you doing? What are we talking about here? Yeah, I Obviously, think more, that didn't work out perfectly. I him. think people are more concerned about the wig, but that's just my guess. Yeah, possibly. I, I just don't, I think, and then uh, th that's where the, the office gossip is what gave us the Prisco arm shirt. I and mean, it's just constant guy. I think it's possible that people make jokes about stuff and then Jamie Eisenberg and maybe Debo floated out into the, into the world as if it's reality. All right, take, you, take your hat off. Tough guy. Let's see the hair plugs. Let him let, let the locks flow. I mean, hundred percent chance that's not real. I mean, Look I can't hear you right now because I don't have my headphones on. But I'm yeah, just, your, your hair plugs are in your ear. You can't hear me. Mm. Yeah, that, no, that's a uh, hair plug TikTok. You know, Ryan, you have your things on TikTok. <laughs> Princeton is big on hair plug TikTok. That's <laughs> <laughs> Stupidest shit. I love it. I love it. I, like I like I said before we started recording. Entertaining. If you repeat it enough, people will start to believe it. And that's my mission for the 2021 season. Convince everyone that Brinson has hair plugs, including himself. Like I want you to wake up in the middle of the night going, wait, did I get hair plugs or not? <laughs> that's that's possible, I guess, that I could wake up in the middle of the night and be confused myself. Um <laughs> Debo. Debo's response. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, all right. So let's just so just for the not to be secrecy. Uh, Debo said, "I don't know if we're further or closer to landing a hair plug sponsor." I feel like we're closer. Um, I mean, if Brinson has a chance to not play pay for the hair plugs, I feel like he's going to go lean into that. That's possible, I suppose. Yeah, like yeah. how long, Brinson? How long like do they last? I mean, we were asking <laughs> Harry like. Very naive tattoo questions last week on this podcast, but at least, you know, because none of us had tattoos, but when we're asking hair plug questions, you at least should have some answers. I got no answers. In fact, Wilson would be the one that would be answering because he is the bald one who may have explored possibilities of remedying that. Well, the funny thing is, like, you are like my kids in that you're not going to lose your hair at any point. And I make fun of my kids all the time. It's like, you're going to look like this one day, bald. I'm uh, my, my, grand, my, mom's grand, my mom's dad, Daddy yeah. Pat. RIP, obviously. Uh, had a full head of hair when he died in his 90s. So That's the thing. You're fine. It ain't going anywhere. Which is why it's weird that you got hair plugs anyway. But my kids are fine, too. <laughs> but they they always they come back to me now whenever I make fun about anything. It's like, yeah, but you're bald. So that's you're taking the same tact as my kids. And look, I, I've embraced my baldness. I haven't tried to cover up the fact that I don't have any hair by getting hair plugs. And you've chosen a different path. And I'm okay with that. So. <laughs> 
All right, mailbag question what number one. I can't wait till someone asks. Debo, at some point soon, I hope we can do an all hair plugs mailbag. I'm looking forward to that day. Send them in. <laughs> you guys are clowns. All right. Hey Benson. Speaking of clowns. <laughs> Let's get to the mailbag. Can't do it like breach. Uh hey Benson. Love the pod. Super fun to listen to while working. My question is this. Oh, this is the, also he titled it. Josh Bretzing titled this the Steve Young NFL podcast, aka the Real Goat. Wow. Hmm. My question is this: If all the bird teams came together to make a super team and played another super team made up from all the NFL cat teams, which team would win? So that's a great question. As Debo is, um, oh, <laughs> I took this as who would win between the actual birds and the cats, not who would Oh, that's win. funny. We can do both. Create a team. I didn't the... bother writing down a, t- a roster. Debo did a roster. I took it as who would win a team of Eagles, Falcons, Ravens, Cardinals, and Seahawks, or a team of Bengals, Jaguars, Lions, and Panthers. All right, well, let's do your question first. First of all, what's a Seahawk? Like, I've, I, Is there a Seahawk in the wild? A hawk of the sea, yeah. <laughs> a seagull? <laughs> I mean, what's a I, hawk of the sea? No. There's no such thing as a hawk of the sea. David Attenborough over here. You don't think um, a Seahawk is real? Dude, a Seahawk, oh, it, it, looks here, like here, a, it looks like a hawk, but it's near the sea. Dude, okay. they're big and badass. Hey, just stop before you say anything else. Let me let me have 10 seconds here. You just said, you don't think Seahawks are real? So I literally just Googled Hawk of the Sea. First thing that comes up, there's no such thing as a Seahawk. Oh, what's the source? SmithsonianMagazine.com. So, okay, you're right. Uh, oh, so in other words... Oh, <laughs> oh that's, that's so you're a mythical bird. That's even better. Superpowers. Oh, nice save there. Okay, so we'll just we'll just take off the. It's just a hawk. It's just a hawk that lives on the on the coast side. Yeah, yeah. I get I get the name. I have the name. All right. So Eagles, Falcons, Ray, I mean Ravens. Are they doing anything? Cardinals are are doing. Cardinals are, are just bait. Like Cardinals are providing nothing in terms of uh, defending themselves from. Especially cats. So the Bengals. Right. I mean, the Cardinals the cat, are the, easily the weakest of the. The, the cat team dominates. I mean, it's, it's a bloodbath. Like it's not even close. The Eagles, the only thing putting up a fight. I mean, these right. things they can fly like two hundred miles an hour. I feel yeah. like. And, and that's it. They got now like, they would like be able to largely get away from the bird. It's, it's got to be in the cage. I mean, it's got. It can be in a the cage. It's be like be, a cage football field. It could be the cage should be eighty feet high. I don't care, but I mean. You got eagles, you got a falcon, you got a, a, a again two like city birds and ravens and cardinals, and then you have a, a stuffed animal seahawk. City birds, city birds. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, this is, a, this is a bloodbath. Cats are a prohibitive favorite. But then as we go to the roster rosters, I'm putting the bird team like they are 35 point favorites. Okay, wow. So let's get to the heavy lifting. Debo put together the actual. Yeah, I'm like, sorry, Debo. I was not. I was not aware that we needed to actually put together a bird team. No, for the fact right. that we were able to answer this question in, in 45 seconds tells us how much thought you put into it. You didn't get past. Uh, oh, let's just let's see what happens with these. I was like, oh, that's like, a cool question. That's it. I was like, oh, I didn't even think about rosters. But Debo um, did the heavy lifting. He did. He actually included the human players that would be involved in this matchup. So let's see what we got here. And I'd be curious to see for the bird team just how Eagles heavy it is. No, <laughs> just heavy on the right side of the offensive line. That's right. Uh, right. Russell Wilson, the quarterback, that's huge. Uh, Weird. No Joe Flacco I, there. Okay. Good <laughs> options, though. I mean, you got Kyler, you got Lamar, Russell yeah. Wilson, Jalen uh, Hurts, Ryan. At running back, you have Chris Carson. I actually think that's a good opportunity to use Miles Sanders. I know, yeah, I was thinking maybe a little Miles direction, but he could, he's on the depth chart. Yeah, he's number two there. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins, Calvin Ridley, DK Metcalf. Woo hoo, boy. 
That is some wide receivers right there. Kyle Pitts at tight end. Even the, off- the offensive line. Look at Debo. Offensive line, Ronnie Stanley, Kevin Zeitler, Jason Kelsey, Brandon Brooks, Lane Johnson. There they are. That's, that offense is cooking with effing gas. There you go. Uh, defense, Grady Jarrett, Fletcher Cox on the interior of the defensive line, J.J. Watt and Calais Campbell uh, for showing up the defensive line and, and Debo wisely added Chandler Jones as an edge player in there. Bobby mm-hmm. Wagner, Patrick Queen also at linebacker. And then Marlon Humphrey and Marcus Peters, both Ravens, of course. Buda Baker, Jamal Adams. That team is really, really good. That's a Super Bowl team. Like that team is that is really remarkably good. So that's the good news. That's, the, that's just a Pro Bowl team. The human birds are much better than the bird birds in this matchup, it looks like. So let's see what's on the other team. On the cat, all cat team. Reminder, Jesus. that's Bengals, Jaguars, Lions, and Panthers. I mean, that this is a this is a clunker out of the gate here. Go ahead. Well, Trevor Lawrence could be great. Trevor Lawrence and Joe Burrow. You're going with one of those guys. At Wait, two of your one of your quarterbacks here is never taking a snap, and the other one played ten games because his knee got blowed up. Yeah, you're, versus Russell Wilson. It's not a great start. Christian McCaffrey at running back, no brainer there. DJ Moore, DJ Charco. Oh. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> a man alive. Old DJ Kitty Cat spinning records at the club. Jamar Chase. I Another get, rookie. Again. Is this, is this real? <laughs> you could throw in Tyler Boyd if you want a little experience. You could throw in some others, but it's not Robbie Anderson. Before you finish reading this list, Princeton, I'm going to posit that this human Albert team, the best chance for the cat team is they actually get real Bengals, Jaguars, Lions, and Panthers <laughs> to play, put them in uniforms. Because this, this group ain't going to do it. TJ Hawkinson at tight end is very nice. Cam Robinson, Andrew Norwell uh, on the left side. Frank Ragnow at center. Big V. How do you pronounce it, Diva? I just put that in there so you could read it. I know you did. <laughs> I know you did. Uh, Halapuli Vadi Vaitai. Nice. That man. is the former Eagles player. That's the only reason Debo knows how to pronounce it, who is now on the Lions. And Taylor Moten uh, round up the offensive line. That's not a bad offense, but it, yeah. it's not keeping a pace with the the, no, the there are a lot of questions in this offense. Like, is Trevor Lawrence good? Is Joe Burrow healthy? Well, is Christian McCaffrey healthy? Is I've, got, Sharp I've, got, I've got some bad news because the defense is basically the Panthers' defense. <laughs> <laughs> Who you got? How is that? How are the, there's just no defense for the for these teams? Uh, this is again, Debo put it together. So send complaints to him. But at, wait a second, though. You have to understand. At Halaputi Vitae on Twitter. The Bengals, Jaguars, Lions, and Panthers combined for four wins last year. So that's why this team stinks. I mean, that's that's the problem. You could actually trade the Eagles to the cat team. And the and the and the bird team is still kicking their ass. And the cat team is substantially better. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah, the Eagles would make the cat team better. That's how bad the, the cat team is. DJ Reader, Brian Burns. Uh, a Josh Allen of the Jaguars, obviously, are your, are your even Josh Allen of the Bills. It doesn't matter. That's right. Romeo Aquara, Jamie Collins, Joe Sherbert, J.C. Horn, Shaq Griffin, Jeremy Chin, and Jesse Bates. Yikes! That defense is bad. We got a lot of first and second year starters on this. Both I don't, thirty-five might be about right, Debo. I mean, the, the, that Russell Wilson led offense with Nuke Ridley and Metcalf and an offensive line that'll protect them. I mean, that's and the big Al thing. Pitt is putting up. 65 points on this. On this, Chris Carson is running for 3,000 yards in this offense. It's crazy that Breach thinks the Bengals are going to be like an eight, nine win team when we can't even put together an all star <laughs> team with three other teams and they look like a four win team. <laughs> yeah, take that. Breach getting dunked on from 500 miles away. Take that, Breach. 
So, yeah, I mean, this is a bloodbath, right? Good question. Like I said, you got to get the real animals in the uniform, and that's your best chance. You get to watch a, a bunch of birds murder. <laughs> we, right, here's if we did the all time teams for the Bengals, Jaguars, Lions, and Panthers, it's still probably like most Let's of the say. birds. All time team for the Jaguars, Lions. So, so like, uh, Ken Anderson. Yeah, Ken Anderson. Uh, Barry Sanders. Yeah, all right, so the all time team for the, so you have Cam Newton. Yeah. Get Cam Newton, you get Matthew Stafford, you get Mark Burnell, if that's your jam. Oh yeah, you so get you, um. You, look, Cam Newton, Matthew Stafford. That's you're getting. That's you get the, Anthony Munoz on the offensive line. Who's Pete's guy from Jacksonville? He keeps wanting to get in the Hall of Fame. What's the one? Bobby Lane, um, Tony Baselli. Tony Baselli, you get him. Oh, you get Jordan. What's Jordan's name? The offensive lineman for the Panthers. Brinson that retired a few years ago. Gross. Jordan yep, Gross. Gross. Thank Gross. you. All right, maybe you can cobble together something. You need the all-time teams. That's for every one of these teams to have a chance. Yeah. You get Fred Taylor. That's nice. Ooh, you get. Barry, Barry Sanders, we got to go way back. Yeah, so you can put something together there. That's a good team. Yeah, they're the all-time team for those. Yeah, they're beating up on them. Barry Sanders might be the best running back on this team right now, as he is, as a 55-year-old. Just kidding. Christian McCaffrey. Jimmy Smith. Jimmy Smith. Steve hey, Smith. that's a good question, Josh. Appreciate it. Uh, yeah, that's a great question. All right, let's move along. Brady chasing Bill. This is from a Cochran four, five, nine, the Apple podcast. Love the pod. Listen, you guys talk about Tom Brady winning more rings and Bill than Bill Belichick. And I'm wondering if he gets too old to play anymore. Do you think he'd try for an OC job? So he could continue awesome. to be his old coach. Are there any players in the NFL? Now you could see moving to coaching after their careers. Who would you want to play for? Sorry. That's a lot of questions. That's not a lot of questions. Sorry. That's a lot of questions. Feel free to leave off some. If you'd like, thanks guys. Keep getting after it. I feel like Tom Brady probably is he's like too handsome to go into like the grind of coaching. He's going to do something. He's just going to you know, he's going to do his nutrition stuff. He's is something glamorous. Like, you know, he's got a glamorous wife, he's got a glamorous life. Yeah. It would be hysterical though if he took the OC job just to Well, rack up remember more after the um what Super Bowl was it when Giselle wanted him to retire? Yeah, that sort of came out. That's the one they lost to the they lost the Eagles. Eagles, I believe. Yeah. Finally, a good memory for Debo. It's been a, <laughs> a, three years, right, Debo? <laughs> uh, I thought you were going to play a, a button. He's trying to, but he's coughing. Us, coughing us, yes. No. <laughs> Benson having a coughing attack. <laughs> Benson, he's sweet. I mean, Benson. No, I don't see him. Being I, I think it would be a tough sell for Tom Brady on to Giselle after refusing to retire for an extra 10 or 12 years and playing on for him to be like, I'm sticking around the NFL. Because you actually spend more time in the office as a coach than you do as a player. Like at least as a player, you can go home and watch film. You got to do all that crap at the office uh, for the most part as an OC. And that's a grind, that job. Yeah. I don't even think Tom Brady ends up in the front office, but I feel like Peyton Manning's next steps, should he so desire, would be some sort of front office gig. Um, I, I don't know that Peyton's going to do it. Maybe he will, but... He, you know, Peyton's had his opportunities to do front office stuff and he's not doing it. Well, I'm interested about the Peyton, Peyton and Eli stuff on that alternate Monday night football telecast. I think it's going to be fun. That's going to be awesome. But is it going to be, is that, is that the future? Well, I mean, Barstool's doing some of that stuff, right? Isn't that what they're sort of planning? Like that type of broadcast. I think they have a college game coming up. Oh, now. Yeah, they stole our, uh, they stole our, they stole our college game. The Chick-fil-A bowl. Is that what it was? <laughs> uh, it was one of those bowl games. It's, yeah, it's, yeah it's, it's the only CBS bowl game that we had. Which one was it? The uh, Arizona Bowl. Oh, okay. Sorry. It, what was it before, though? Something else. I don't know. 
But the point is that we'll see. I mean, we'll see if that's something that people want to consume. I think Eli and Peyton could be good, but I don't know. We'll find out. Um, yeah. Uh, as for guys, I mean, look, Philip Rivers. I know. You know I, I was wondering, like, with seven or eight kids, how many? Like, like, how old's the youngest? Because I mean, if he wants to wait till they get through high school, he ain't gonna be doing it anytime soon. Gunner is on the team. Gunner's the oldest. Is on the team that he's. And that's the oldest. He's on the team that he's coaching now, I believe. So the youngest one is the youngest least, is like a year or two old. I was gonna say at least eight plus years younger than that. And maybe I think 10. there's a chance Rivers only coaches high school football. NC yeah. State fans, NC State fans like want him to come back and, and be the state coach. That's but it's not happening. Well, like JT O'Sullivan coaches high school football. He's not Philip Rivers in terms of his career, but he, he played a long time in the NFL and he seems to enjoy the balance of doing that and doing other stuff. And if Philip yeah. Rivers wants to do other stuff that's family related, then that gives you much I just more think, freedom. I think Phil, I mean Phil's dad coached high school football, his entire career. I think that's just what he's going to do. He's just going to coach this one team, win a ton of titles, you know, and, and never have to deal but with again, I mean, you get your summers off. You're not recruiting. You know, you run right. practices in you, August. You yeah, exactly. You don't have to deal with the the stress of the, you know, you're not getting fired from a high school coaching job. I would. Yeah. I mean, parents can be a pain, but it, there's a, it's a lot different when you're, not when you're, not when you're a famous former NFL right. quarterback. I was going to say, I would venture to say like no hall of fame quarterbacks really ever, at least, someone in the modern era like have ever gone on to coach like you're talking reno montana moon like the, in, in NBA, like no Kurt warner like when larry bird coached didn't he get frustrated because basically no one was as good as he was and he got tired of trying to make players better than what they could actually become yeah he kind of just committed to like coaching the pacers for three years he made the finals in the last year and then he left like magic johnson was not a good coach this is true across sports where like the the better you are as a player probably means the worse you are as a coach. Right. The less you understand about how what it takes to to get the most out of marginal talent. I think, yeah, I think that sort of goes to your larger point. I agree with and that. And they have higher aspirations, like you said, of LeBron doesn't want to become an NBA coach. Like, he wants to own a team down the road. So, yeah, let's see. So, in the AFC East, Sean McDermott played in college. He was, you know, he wasn't anything. Played small school, played away Mary. I do Brian know Fl- the stat right now is, is six... Uh, six head coaches right now out of the 32 played in the NFL and and two of those only had like short cup of coffees which was Sean Payton and Cliff Kingsbury and then four Sean Payton played in the NFL? I didn't know that. I want to say like late 80s maybe like a strike season. Yeah, that's what it was. You're right. Okay. Um, But Frank Reich, Mike Vrabel Yep. That's all careers. The other two would be Pete Carroll didn't play. Uh, Bruce Arians didn't play. He played in college. Um, Ron Rivera is one of them. Rivera, who had a, a very good career. And Dan yeah, Campbell. Sure. And Dan Campbell. Camp- Dan Campbell. And again, none of those guys were superstars. Like they were, like Ron Rivera was an important part of the Bears team, but he wasn't Walter Payton, for example. Um, no, I mean, one of the last superstar players turned head coaches was was Mike Singletary, I think, and that yikes. did not work out well. Yeah, no, that didn't. Oh, Jason Garrett. He's uh, OC Fisher. now. Yeah, but Jack Fisher's not around anymore. Jeff Fisher. Jason Garrett's the OC, but he was a head coach, and he was a backup, but he wasn't uh, obviously a starter. And Doug Peterson, too, who's obviously not a, out, of, out of work right now, but he was last year. Again, just a backup. So, yeah. way, we're selling this. Uh, I'm selling this. This. Uh, this Pete podcast thing. I'm probably going to end up screwing myself here by having to having to stick around and talk to him. But selling it as uh, I I asked for a day off and Pete's my fill in. Pete's, Pete's the guest host for the day. I want off. Well, I thought that's what Pete was trying to sell too. 
Yeah, I guess if you're looking at it like that, he's like, 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 I get a day off and Pete gets to fill in for me. Yeah, that's how agents that's how agents sell it to their clients. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like, no, 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 we got you a podcast. We got right. you a single uh, once a week podcast. Would, so, Debo, would they give him his own podcast within? We like we can separate? we can brand it as, and I've teased it for like months now as kind of a joke, but we can tan it, uh, tease it as like the learn the game day, and it, it's Ooh. Pete Pete take over the feed. I'm saying they wouldn't give Pete a, uh, his own day, his own yeah, podcast. But don't tell him that he doesn't know that he he won't understand that. No, but I mean, no, I, I mean, I've told him that he's like, I can get my own podcast if I want. I'm like, no, they won't. No, I've told him that. Yeah, like they're not giving you your own podcast because they know you won't do it, but they'll give you this day to learn the game day. And then after five weeks, when you quit doing it, I, I'm bringing in Tony Vaselli again. Uh, anyway, sorry, back to the kid coaching. Yeah, team. you're worried about this. No, I'm, I mean, Pete just started texting me. I was, yeah, I said, people are talking. Pete begged for a podcast, and Pete. He said, "People are talking, all right." Brinson's Brinson's trying to set up those Wednesday tea times. What are you What are you talking about, Wilson? <laughs> no, he he has hair plugs first thing, and then he goes to the to the tea box. Got you. Mm. You can't ride. And by the way, Debo, you can't ride in the golf cart after you get the hair plug procedure. So he has to walk on those days, which he gets really bummed out about. He he's got a caddy. Don't make any mistake. He, he's got he a has- visor. The uh, anyhow, all right. No, no, if you guys were talking about these coaches, I was I was looking at them. We oh. talked about it while you were worried about your future, so we can move on. That's a good question. Who would you want to play for? Well, we don't. I don't feel like any of these guys are going to end up doing it. If I had to play for, like, if you had to play for Aaron Rodgers, I'm not going to say Phil Rivers because Phil Rivers, Aaron Rodgers, Peyton Manning, Tom Brady. Who's one more superstar we could throw in there? Um, Ben Roethlisberger, just for, <laughs> for <sure>. fun. <laughs> Who do you want to play for? And you are you are a tight end. You're the second string tight end. Who do you want to play for? Kimmy Rogers. Yeah. Schmarmy. I just feel like he'll be, like be a yeah, exactly. He'll be a jerk to you. I think I'd rather play for Peyton. He'll be nice to you, even though he knows that you stink and he may have to cut you. Like at least you can have a decent. Yeah, Peyton would be the guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess that's true. That's fair. You're Tim All right. Tebow. Who do you want? Who do you want cutting you if you're Tim Tebow? All right. <laughs> Next question. I think Washington is pretty overrated. This is a lengthy one from Devlat95, but we read all the uh, reviews here. One one second while I take a sip of my delicious drink. Mm-hmm. Hey, guys, I'm a huge Cowboys fan. Oh, there we go. We yeah. live in the DMV area, and I enjoy listening to the show. Obviously, living in Maryland, of course, watching and listening to the show, I see there's a lot of Washington love right now. But honestly, I think they're overrated and overhyped right now. Ryan Fitzpatrick has literally never been a c- consistent as a quarterback, especially for an entire season. And I don't see how that magically changes in year 16 in the NFL. Hmm. The defense, while it probably would be very good, could be just like the Rams even to the mid-2010s, filled with first-rounders but held back by the QB on the offense. With that great defense last year, they won only they only won the division by one game. And, and by the way, this is me saying it, but they won seven games. Uh, while the whole division suffered massive injuries. Washington also cannot beat the Giants or the Cowboys when Dak plays. I just don't think Fitzpatrick changes that. In fact, I wouldn't be surprised if he's benched by the time they play the Cowboys. Hello, hot take. Mm-hmm. I know he was good last year, but he was basically pulled before he imploded like he inevitably was going to do. It's the story of his career. Love the show. Devin from MD. Also, I think Mike McCarthy is a pretty good coach. I've seen metrics mm-hmm. saying he was good in certain circumstances last year. But it's been mentioned that he hasn't won a Super Bowl in over a decade. And Sean Payton hasn't won one since a year before McCarthy and had three seven nine seasons in a row like he's Jeff Fisher and only one <laughs> NFC title game appearance since their Super Bowl win. I still think Sean Payton is a better coach, but McCarthy gets too much heat, in my opinion. That is a lengthy review, but a, an interesting uh, topic to take. I mean, the worst, the, like the 
like the I'm trying to think of the word. Like the the most painful part of this thing is having to tell Sean Payton that someone compared him to Jeff Fisher. Yeah, that's true. So he's, here's what I Princeton's definitely even? texting Prisco right now. Yeah, look he's not paying attention. Look at his face. Not, yeah. He's worried about losing his job, which he should be, but he should have thought about that months ago, not just now, but that's just me. Here's what I always say when when I talk about the NFC East and Washington and Ryan Fitzpatrick in, in particular. Like I think the defense and clearly uh DevLat95 addressed this in this comment, but I think the defense is so good that they can overcome Ryan Fitzpatrick. His spurts of interception, uh the interceptions he likes to throw. Cause that defense Tyler Taylor Haneke actually did a really good job in the playoffs, but that defense carried that team for, for much of the season. I think Ryan Fitzpatrick is an upgrade over Taylor Heineke and certainly over Dwayne Haskins who they got rid of. And I think he brings some level of consistency to an offense that includes Curtis Samuel, who's currently out with a groin injury. But once he gets back, then Terry McLaurin, then Antonio Gibson, um, they have Logan Ryan at, uh, not Logan Ryan, um, Logan Thomas, the tight end who they just resigned. Um, I think there are a lot of reasons to, to be excited about this team's prospects. Uh, on yesterday's show, we talked about the Dak Prescott MRI concerns. So, you know, that's real. And I don't know what the backup situation in Dallas is going to look like if they're going to go with the, one of the three remaining guys in the roster go somewhere else. But it, wherever it ends up, if it doesn't include Dak, that's a problem. That defense is also a problem. We don't know how good they're going to be. I suppose it'll be better. How much better? We'll have to wait and see. Michael Parsons is great, but can he do everything? I don't know. So I'm, I think me, Breach, and Princeton all are on Washington to win the division. Princeton may have since changed, but. No, 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 no. I bet Washington win the division. But big. as you know, to Princeton, they went seven and nine last year. Yeah, the they, team, were, the they, weren't, they weren't a good team. They were dead last in the NFL in DVOA on offense. Dead oh. last. They were the worst yeah. offensive team in football, according to Football Outsiders. Well, they can't get worse then. That's sort of the thing. And they added a lot of really nice pieces. Curtis Samuel, they added free agency. They draft Samuel Cosme and Deami Brown. Terry McLaurin is heading into his third year where you, I think you can reasonably expect some big things out of him. Um, they bring back Brandon Scherf on the franchise tag. Fitzpatrick is just an upgrade. I, I get I get what Devlat's saying, and he's not wrong. Fitzpatrick is not consistent. Fitzpatrick loves to YOLO. Uh, Fitzpatrick <laughs> is not the type of guy that you think is just going to take you over the top and win you a title, but he is a massive upgrade over anybody that, the, that, the, that Washington trotted out last year. We all agree on that, right? Yep. For instance, Ryan Fitzpatrick checked out in uh, what do we like? We like uh, is it D Y D Y A R right? Yards for is that what you like for the uh, for the old metric? Uh, DVOA is is value per play, and D Y A R is um, total value. So D- All right, let's do value per play. Yeah, that's that's not a cumulative metric, so you can. Yes, that's that's probably not So Ryan Fitzpatrick finished sixteenth in DVOA last level. year. That's great. He is exactly exactly. He is average. If you had to guess, where do you think Dwayne Haskins finished last year? Uh, he finished just below whoever's dead last. I would guess that is incorrect because he was dead last. <laughs> do you, would you like to guess where Alex Smith finished last year? Twenty uh, fifth, one spot ahead of Dwayne Haskins, next right. to dead last. Okay. I don't believe Taylor Heineke had enough snaps to qualify, or they were all in the postseason. In other words, Washington had the two worst quarterbacks according to value per play. In the NFL last year, and that's sort of the that's sort of the thing with Fitzpatrick. When we get hi- when we hype Fitz, when we hype Washington up. It's not that we're suggesting Fitzpatrick is going to be a top five quarterback. He's not going to be. He's not going to be a top ten quarterback, more than likely. But if he's an average quarterback for Washington, 
that upgrades that offense so significantly. Antonio Gibson's looks much better uh, in his second year. And th- that's sort of the rationale between the for, for the Washington hype. But I, I get it, man. The Dallas could be. It's it's possible that Mike McCarthy is still a good football coach. And if he is and Dallas is, you know, rolling on offense and they can get something going on defense, then there's no reason to think that the Cowboys can't win the division and go deeper. But I, I feel like the gap between where Dallas is and where Dallas needs to be versus where Washington is and where Washington needs to be and what they need to do to bridge that gap to win the division and, and win you know eight, nine, ten games. Is a, I think it's a, the gap is a lot shorter for Washington. Yeah, no, I think that's right. I think there's less variance in the floor and the ceiling for Washington than there is for Dallas. And, and look, defense is less consistent year to year. Advanced analytics have told football outsiders have been suggesting this for a decade, you know, over a decade now. So it's possible that the Washington defense could take a step back. Sure. And that what's Dallas the chances is that the Dallas is decent? Well, what's the chances Dallas' defense goes from hard to watch to even average? I mean. I think you're more likely. To, see, that's the thing. You're more likely to get the leap from worst in the league to average from Washington's quarterback play and offense than you are from Dallas's defense. I think. Yeah, no, that's where I'm games, at. I don't know. If, you haven't watched it yet, but uh, Hard Knocks from Tuesday. You should check out. Did, do you remember in the Atlanta? Was it was it Mike Smith or Dan Quinn? It was. I can't remember. Oh, now I can't remember. What Have happened? we seen Dan Quinn on Hard Knocks? Because he he's saying the f word a lot on the he said an f word a lot in the Cowboys Hard Knocks. Oh, it must have been Dan Quinn because I feel like he had to apologize to his mom, perhaps. Okay, so it's the, yeah, you're right. It's it, it looks almost like exact. It sounds exactly the same because I remember seeing Dan Quinn in that Falcons thing. You're like, why is he forcing all these cuss words? It, he doesn't sound like somebody who should be saying these. And yeah. it's the exact same thing with the Cowboys. He's saying the f word a ton, and they don't they're not good f words. Oh, that's funny. Like he doesn't know how to cuss right. So you saying like Frank Furter or something? No, no, it's he'll no. He's like formaldehyde. He's like he's talking to Michael Parsons on the on the on the coat for the coach's box. No, and he's saying that he's saying effing. Yeah, but it just doesn't sound like it belongs right coming out of his mouth or in the sentences. Gotcha. So okay, well, an unnecessary swear word user apparently is Dan Quinn. So uh, take that into consideration, Devlat ninety five, when you. Um, Try to predict how many games the Cowboys are going to win. Dan Quinn does not use the effort properly. <laughs> and look, like I'm not saying that the Cowboys can't win the division. They're the favorites to win the division. If they get 17 games out of Dak Prescott, I think C- you know CD Lamb, Amari Cooper, and um, Michael Gallup are going to have huge seasons. Let me ask you this: If you had to take, you can do the odds because you're you're going to do the the odds on this. You can take the Cowboys or the Ravens to win their respective divisions, or you can take Washington and Cleveland to win their. Oh, Washington divisions. and Cleveland all day. Yeah, I think so. You're going to get better odds, and I think they're both going to win the division. You're parlaying them is what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah, I'll take Washington and Cleveland all day. Uh, all right, let's take a break. When we come back, more mailbag. Mm. Selling a little or a lot? <laughs> Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere from their all in one e commerce platform to their in person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you.
you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odysseypodcast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash odysseypodcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash odysseypodcast. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. New approach to the QB position. Jen's HBM says, hi, thanks for the excellent podcast. You You kind of remind me of South Park with the jokes and chemistry you share. I know where this is going. Brinson is Cartman, obviously. Uh, I mean, I guess that's true. Breach is Kenny. That kind of checks out. Wilson is Kyle. Debo is Stan. And Sean Bleep is Butters. (laughs) 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 Was Butters even around when you you quit watching South Park? I had to look him up. It's Leopold Stotch is his real name. Hi, everybody. I'm Butters. (laughs) Like a naive little doofus who they pick on. Uh, yeah, poor, poor blank. Um, yeah, Debo could be Stan. I love being Kyle. I'll take that. Yeah, that checks. It out. is sort of funny that the serial killer is actually Kenny. <laughs> yeah, or that the, uh, the, the 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 bald the the bald black guy is the uh, the redheaded Jewish kid. <laughs> the, the, the voice of reason, I think, is more the. I the yes, I know. It's just funny. It's funny to picture you dressed up as Kyle. Is what I'm saying. All right. Well, I didn't land. Obviously, least, I'll say it again. At least I've embraced my baldness. That's that's. I'll leave it there for you. Car- you think Carmen has hair plugs? To the question: <laughs> Over the last fifteen years, a top five quarterback that year has won the Super Bowl twice. Eli, both times. The others have been oh, top five paid quarterback. The others have been quarterbacks on rookie deals or proven starters around top ten paid, and then Nick Foles. <laughs> over the, he, I used over the cap as a source. Could you see teams trade their franchise quarterback rather than giving them a big extension? The Browns could, for instance, trade Baker after the season and get maybe three or four first-round picks for him and keep the 40-something million he's probably going to get. They can make the team solid and go after a top QB in the draft or trade for Matt Ryan or Aaron Rodgers. I bet the Eagles would love to go back and use this approach with Wentz. They would probably give up more. They would probably give more up and down seasons, but maybe more Super Bowls in the end. What do you think about this approach to the QB possession? Best regard, uh, Jens from Denmark. Oh, nice. Would it be Jens? Jens? It'd be Jens. Yeah, I don't know. So we've talked about this some on on here before. So let's see. So they would have to pick it next year's his fifth year option, right? Yeah. So next year's Baker's fifth year option. Um, Baker's played three years. He's going into year four, and you know he's, he's eligible he, for a contract now. He's played three years. Next year is year four. And then he, he said he's paid. not talking about the contract, but they could very easily just pick up his fifth year option and roll with that, and then decide. He already picked up his fifth year option. Sorry, right? They don't have to yeah. redo his. They have, they have Baker under control for two more years, and then after at the end of his fifth year option, they could trade him, potentially. 
Well, no, you can't trade him after the 2022 season because he's going to be a free agent. You have to trade you him. Tag him and then trade him. Right, yeah. Yeah, so but it can... would be easier to trade him after this coming year. If, if, if you wanted to go that route. Look, we talked about this when they gave Jared Goff the extension. You, 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 I believe, specifically said, why are they doing this? You don't need to pay Goff. Just trade Goff and draft another quarterback in the first round and let Sean McVay work him. But I think, well... I actually, yeah, I did say that, but you and I talked about this last week when I went back and looked at golf's numbers, they were actually pretty impressive in terms yeah. of the advanced metrics. And I think Baker, me rewriting history, I feel like Baker's a, a better option as, for a long-term deal of golf. I, that could be very, very wrong about that. But to the point of Yen's question, I'm going to call him Yen's. I think it's a, a good one to ask about why don't this, why doesn't this happen more often? And the only answer that I can come up with is that finding a quarterback is so incredibly difficult out of college. Like you just don't know what you're going to get. If you could, if even if the hit rate was like 60% on these quarterbacks, like even if you knew you were going to get Justin Herbert slash Joe Burrow, some combination of those guys went healthy 60% of the time, then I think you would see these quarterbacks traded much more often. If you're going to get a Carson Wentz or a Russ Wilson on their, on their rookie deals who take you to a Super Bowl and you can build around those guys 60% of the time, then you're doing it. I think more likely, what is it, like probably 15% you get these guys. And that's why it's just, you just got to pay them. And that's why every year or every so often, every time the quarterback contracts come up, Unlike every other position in football, it's just next man up gets paid one cent yeah. more than the previous guy, unless you're Patrick Mahomes. The other part, so there's two aspects to this I think are worth discussing. One is Tom Brady skews this so badly because Tom just, Brady took you know, less money than everybody else and won six of those last 10 or 15. How many Super Bowls did you say? Last 15? Yeah, last 15 years, Tom Brady won six of those Super Bowls. And so when you start doing the average on that, it ends up becoming, you know, like, oh, you've got to pay, get a guy who takes less. But, you know, we mentioned Aaron Rodgers won one of those Super Bowls. Uh, let's, let's, uh, list, list of Super Bowls. I'm just trying to think what the, the, the full list of, of guys involved here. So you have Peyton Manning won it the year that he left in 2015. And also Tom Brady did it with two different teams, by the way. So Tom Brady... I think Brady would only be four of the past 15, though. He'd be seven of the past 15. Oh, you're right. Because okay. three, three were before 2004. Uh, that's a good call, Diva. So, uh, Mahomes. So, Brady cheap. Mahomes rookie deal. Uh, Brady no, cheap. No, no. Yeah, you're right. Mahomes got paid this off. Gotcha. Yep. Yeah, so he was still on his rookie deal. Falls, but with Carson Wentz on your rookie deal, which is notable. Brady cheap. Uh, Peyton Manning was expensive, but not and not really the reason they made it there. But he was still the he made twenty five million, whatever it was. He may have taken a pay cut that year too. Then Brady cheap, Russ rookie deal, Flacco rookie deal, but Flacco was what? Well, he made the bet. Like, hey, look, I'm going to win the Super Bowl. Oh, but it's still a rookie deal though. Yes, but they should have paid him before, and then they wouldn't have gotten boondoggled by the cap. So that's a that's a little weird situation. Eli. Rogers, who had already been paid, Breeze had already been paid, Big Ben had already been paid, Eli. Wait, Big Ben in 2008? 2009. It was definitely Two, not. Well, 2008 season. So he was drafted four, five, six, seven. May have been the fifth year. I don't know what the, the, the CBA was back then. He didn't have fifth year options then. Okay. So then he must have been just resigned. Ben got a big contract. His, not yeah, sure. That was, was pre new CBA. So pre 2011 yeah. CBA. So he was, he got a big contract. Wait, was he 10th overall? Uh, 11th. 11th. Yeah, he got a, he got a sizable contract. And then Eli, I guess Eli was on a rookie deal in yep. 2007. Huh? He was right. 0-4 too, that's right. But still, I mean, that was the number three overall pick, so that was a big contract. Yeah. This wasn't like a rookie deal, rookie deal. 
Um, you almost need to look at it as like a. Yeah, 2008, Big Ben was the first year of his new deal. Mm. Which makes sense. I hear you. It's July 29, 2004. Manning gets largest bonus ever for a rookie. Six-year, $54 million deal as a rookie. So that's not, you know, that's not cost control per se, especially with the cap back then. So, uh, and then. Actually, quickly, how much, money, how much money in 17 seasons do you think Big Ben's earned? Uh, 17 seasons, probably like $400 million. 253. 253. Um, yeah, Rivers and, and Eli and Big Ben have made quite a bit of money. Quarterbacks drafted in the old CBA have made a ton of money. Uh, at any rate, 12, 13, 14, 15. All right, so we go back as far as Peyton Manning beating the Bears. So you do lose three of those um, Brady Super Bowls. And, but yeah, I mean, yes. Okay, here's, the other, here's the other equation that needs to be discussed with this is when you draft a quarterback in the first round as a front office and a coaching staff and whoever selects him, you're selling, your, you selling to your team, to your fans, and to the owner, your boss, that you can select someone who is good enough that they will turn into a franchise quarterback. And so you would need a very progressive ownership group and a progressive front office and a progressive coaching staff. You would need like Kyle Shanahan and Sean McVay or one of those guys who were willing to embrace this idea. And remember, you're, you have to do it over a period of six to nine years where it works, where you churn three quarterbacks, two or three quarterbacks in there. And when you do that, you know, you get a quarterback and you coach him for four years and you like him and then you move on before you give him a huge deal. Yes, in the Wentz, in the examples of Wentz and and, uh, and and Goff, it would have been a smart move, and it would have worked out better than it than it did in real life. But you're you're kind of taking a plunge blind into the draft, hoping you can nail the next quarterback that you can get. I love the idea. I think it would be ballsy as hell. It would be bold for a team and a franchise to do that. And just say, look, we don't we're not beholden to number one quarter. We're not beholden to this quarterback and this salary cap space. We're going to build around. We're going to build a team and we're going to pop in a, a quarterback we believe can work. But the problem is the NFL is so bad at evaluating quarterbacks. You know who sort of gamed the system and figured it out? Steve Kime. <laughs> <laughs> he, did. he did do that. Josh Rosen. First round pick. That was a, that was like an insane move to make by by the Cardinals at the time. In his defense, he got a second round pick for Josh Rosen, who went to the Dolphins and just sat there. I didn't pass on Nick Bosa. So I, I, so I guess the, my answer is that I don't think a team will ever do it because it it takes it's just too it's too too team, and too ballsy. That's right. Teams are historically risk averse because this here's what you don't want to happen: you get rid of the guy and he becomes. Uh, Brett Favre leaving the Falcons like that, that. How do you explain that away? So, you know, they're incredibly hard to find quarterbacks. If you find one who's a B minus again, why do you think Mr. Risky played so long in Chicago? There was no plan B that right. was better than him. Right. Yeah. Like maybe you draft Trubisky. What do you do then? I would also point out too, that um, on the other side of the, I think it's, a, you know, we always mentioned the Super Bowl winners, but you know, you get to a Super Bowl. The Chiefs uh, with Mahomes in 2020. I guess he's technically still in his rookie deal, which is crazy, but uh, you know has signed this big contract. They lose to the Buccaneers. 49ers lose to the Chiefs the year before. They paid Jimmy Garoppolo. Rams lose to the Patriots. They had paid Jared Goff, although maybe he was still in his rookie deal. Uh, Brady and Matt Ryan, Cam Newton, Russell Wilson. All Russ was still in his rookie deal then. Uh, Peyton Manning before that had gotten a huge contract. 
Kaepernick law. Kaepernick was on a rookie deal there. Yep. Um, Brady, Big Ben. So, you know, the Brady thing is kind of the exception. Peyton Manning, big contract. Cardinals lose to the Steelers. Was that Kurt Warner? Kurt Warner, right, right, right. So big free agent, but not a probably top 15. Well, he contract. was on the quote unquote downside of his career because he was the backup oh. to Eli Manning in New York. Yeah, he got ditched by the by the uh Giants because Eli was there. And then Rex Grossman and Matt Hasselback before that, and then Donovan McNabb when he puked all over himself and that loss to the mm. Patriots. Mm. Shut your <laughs> and I guess we'll just stop there. There's no need to talk about the Panthers. Um my point being is that yes. Jake Delone. Yeah, I know. I love Jake Delone. In a perfect world, you could churn through these quarterbacks like this on their rookie deals. The problem is it's just Not a too world. risky to to actually pull off, I think. It's yeah. not too risky to pull off. It is too risky for an NFL. You would need a, a front office, an ownership group, and a coaching staff, and really a team all on the same page because you're taking the quarterback out and saying, see ya, he's replaceable. Everybody's replaceable. It's, it just requires a lot of buy-in from a lot of different people. If you're a GM who is like Chris Ballard just signed a long-term deal, and maybe he's an example, although I think it just has to be sort of some hypothetical situation. If you're a GM who has a 10-year deal, then maybe the guaranteed no matter what, then you have you can do it. But you can't do it when you're Ryan Pace, for example. Correct. You gotta have a lot of job security. A lot of juice. That's, That's what the kids right. call it. A lot of juice. All right. Next question. But I but to Jans, Jens. Yes. I love the thinking. And thank you for listening from Denmark. Yeah. Great debate. Do you want to take a break first or not? We already took a break. Oh, we did? This is the last question. The show's about to be over. It's from, from Glenn Loves Golf. Oh, boy. Uh, via Apple Podcasts. Great debate. Wait, wait. Golf. To be clear, he loves G-O-L-F, not G-O-F-F. <laughs> golf. Golf. That's right. Golfers. Golfers. We said they do the Caddyshack thing with the gophers and the golfers. Got it. Yeah. No, that's yeah. good. <laughs> I love the banter amongst the friends, similar to my circles. I'd love to get your perspective on the following and apologize ahead of time for the lengthy explanation. I've always wondered which professional sport would be the one that is the furthest away from their amateur weekend athletes, regular guys who play that sport. Ooh. I don't just mean which is the most difficult sport. I mean the orders of magnitude between, for example, Brinson's thought process and an approach shot mm -hmm. to a tight green versus all that's running through, say, Tiger's brain accounting for so many variables. But also include the athletic skill, prowess, athletic strengths, etc. Or have you ever listened to a Peyton Manning describe a play from nine years ago where he recalls the coverages and scores every element of play? No weekend athlete can do that. Well, I'd love to hear your thoughts. P.S. How did you get Charlie from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia to do your Bud Light hot take? <laughs> LOL. <laughs> oh, you just made Brinson's day. Yeah! <laughs> he loves to be compared to Charlie. This is a great question. I love this question. So let me ask you, and I'll ask Debo too, because Debo fancies himself a basketball savant. He's he's quietly in the down low humble brags about how he dunks all over Tommy Tran when they play pickup. Wow, Tommy Tran heat. Tommy, yeah, Tommy Tran heat. Uh so uh Debo said that he dunked the ball on Tommy Tran's face. And then he pointed at him and then moonwalked. I think Tommy it. so hopefully he's checking this out. So what would that foot rim? <laughs> What would you? What would scare you the most? Uh, tee shot at eighteen on Augusta on Sunday with all those guys standing, you know, basically ten foot wide as it yeah, as the fairway goes, you know, as it goes off to the fairway. Like basically, if you hit one, pull one right or left, you're going to kill some. Like literally, kill someone. You have a chance to kill someone. Uh, like uh, serving in Wimbledon 
like in the final match, it doesn't really matter. Why would you be in the finals? But serving in front of the Wilmington and that sort of pressure. Or as um, Glenn mentioned here, like taking a snap, like an NFL game, like a very important NFL game, like an NFL. The, the so which NFC. one's the most pressure? For you personally. Like, you know, I could, I'm fine taking a snap in an NFC title game. Oh, I turn around. Mean, out. I mean, you wouldn't know what to do. Just turn around yeah. and hand the ball off. Right? Hand the ball off. Or you take a knee. I mean, whatever. Call timeout. But like, uh, and you have to get the serve in. There's to be some consequence. Like, I don't know. They're, they're going to throw your family off a bridge or something. I don't know. <laughs> I don't want to, I don't want to get too much. <laughs> I was trying to turn it down. So I was like, throw your family yeah. off a bridge. Yeah. It's only 10 feet of water down below. It's not that bad. Or ten, like to the water or 10 feet of water. 10 feet to the water. Oh, oh, I was like, cause I was like 10 feet of water off a bridge. They're all dead. No, it's not a hundred foot bridge or 10 foot water to, to break the ball. Uh, it's like a four foot drop into 10 foot water. Uh, it's going off the diving board basically. So uh, the serve tee shot at Augusta on 18 with the, the crowds, the patrons, excuse me, lining both sides of, of the tee shot or, you know, taking a snap or maybe kicking a field goal. Maybe you have to do something that requires some skill in football, field goal, game winning field goal. So I think there's an interesting way to frame this question. And like, like you're saying, like what would make you the most nervous? Um, I think you could say, which would be the hardest uh, sport to be a professional athlete in? And then I think the way that he's asking it, the way I took it is, which one is the furthest gap from average Joe's? Not like, I think the answer is golf. I think it's golf and probably tennis. Like it's in, the sports the that- gap. Cause like, you got to remember, there are hundreds, actually thousands, tens of thousands of club pros out there, guys who are legitimate scratch golfers, really good golfers, and who you know who work at country clubs and would beat our ass. And Every those day guys can't sniff what the professional athletes do, what the professional golfers do. Right, and the other thing with those sports, do you think that's do you think that's because of like? Their, their mental makeup and like not being able to handle pressure. Do you think yes. that's just because the skill's not quite there? It's, it's, I think it's, it's all of the above. And I think it's most, I think it's mostly mental. Oh, uh, I think they can, physically they can do, they're not driving the ball 350. Maybe they're driving the ball 290. I there's think it's a, all there's a lot of different components to it. Sure. See, that's where I, I think, think it's more, more like once you get to a certain skill level, I think the mental makeup separates people, but I think like their skill that you guys are talking about that are very good in those pros, but they're not, quite there as in terms of skill i think like if you yeah i mean like the the club pro isn't practicing every day but the guys that are grinding away on the on the smaller tours maybe college players that have the physical ability i think it's mental i I think that's the huge differentiator because i would imagine the i don't know how many tour cards to give out now i'm so out of that world but i mean that the last guy to qualify for the pga tour and like the best amateur there's not that much difference between them in terms of skill level I think it's hard to like really separate the pressure in different situations. I feel like it's, it's close in a lot of the cases, like imagine all the, it's, it's not the same, I think as the golfers in the world, but there's a couple of thousand people out there in the, in this country that could hit a, a 50 yard field goal. But when you have a Super Bowl on the line, how many people can hit a, a 50 yard field goal? I get bothered in, in basketball and, and this, has nothing, I'll say nothing to do with my affinity for for Ben Simmons, the basketball player. But when like people say, I can go in my driveway and and make nine out of ten free throws, great. Like that that's awesome. Make it in a crowd of of, of twenty thousand people 
with a game on the line. Like there's, you know, who else can make down out of 10 in the driveway? Ben Simmons. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> like you see that in practice. So the, for, for, for normal everyday people to kind of put themselves in a situation, like six times out of 10, Brinson might hit a good shot on, on 18, but when there's a crowd of spectators there, Oh, I'm, I'm putting it in somebody's face. You are like literally stone cold shanking it left. Right. And we know how much Prisco got in your head that day, like eight years ago. Like imagine. he was on your team. <laughs> well, yeah, again, you, you're not expecting your teammate to turn on you and start taunting you on every swing. But That's like Stevie Williams yelling at Tiger Woods in his backswing. Right. You're gonna shake this one, sucker. <laughs> the uh, I, yeah, I mean the mental stuff is, is different. I think with basketball, yeah, if you're talking about. Uh, Obviously, with basketball, there are physical limitations that you just simply can't overcome. Like, and I think he would struggle more with the mental free throw with the game of the line. I'm saying I, that the gap from a college, from like your average college player to the uh, to the average NF, NBA player is maybe not as wide as the mm, gap from your like. Or, but I think I think um, Jeff's Glenn. Sorry, Glenn's question is to like the average me or you or Debo, not a guy who's played Division One oh, athletes well, no, 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 are no, athletes. I think he's saying. So, um, like uh, Chris Poole, my buddy of mine lives in Raleigh, played basketball at Clemson. Or, or Will Roach played. No, he's Clemson. saying weekend athletes from the yeah, amateur I, weekend athletes. But, but right? you're, we're not amateur weekend. Like, you're, I mean, you're, I mean, you're I'm saying the gap, the, I'm saying the golf gap to the average golfer versus the basketball gap to the average legitimate basketball player, not like me, is not, is, is bigger. It's what I'm saying. Would you put know. yourself in that average golfer category, though? Yeah, I think I'm an average okay. golfer. Yeah, that's. I, I mean, I'm a like a 16 handicap. Well, you're saying that the gap between uh, Bryson DeChambeau and you is larger than the gap between uh, LeBron James and Debo. I mean, I don't know. It's probably pretty close. I think. Yeah, it takes, oh, yeah, yeah, but the gaps. Look, regardless of what we're talking about, the gaps are massive. <laughs> yeah, that's the other thing. I mean, right. So yeah. we're talking about, is this a 5,000-mile journey or is this a 5,050-mile journey? It still feels like it's pretty far away. Right. Maybe, I mean, and, and then the, the other question is, like, which professional sport would be the hardest to play? That, then you take golf out, I think. Because you, you take it out? Well, look, I think golf, I'm not playing I think, basketball. You know what I mean? Yeah, but you're not even, right. You're not, but like you said, you're not even an average weekend basketball player. Do the example of like Brinson gets a year to practice every sport. Like, which one is he the closest at like being competitive? It's also different because you're going out, you're, you're not playing against other larger human beings. Right. right. The, you can be respectful. I, I, I can go play golf and just get hot and shoot a 78 and. You know, I mean, not I'm not making a cut at a PGA event, but I might not finish dead last. I mean, you know, it's very unlikely. I'm not suggesting that would happen. Just your physical limit limitations aren't going to be exposed as much in golf as they are in basketball. Right. But if, again, my buddy Will Roach, who played basketball for, um, you know, for NC State. Oh boy. Well, I mean, I'm, just, I'm trying to think. I, I'm a, he's, it, he's not an he's average basketball player. He is one of the best basketball players in the country. I would. He's a walk-on at NC State. I mean, he's, a, he's a good guy. I mean, he's the top 1% basketball players in this country. One out of 100 people, he's probably doing pretty well. That's what I'm saying. Like, he's probably the best. Maybe it's not 10%. They're not. I guarantee <laughs> you. Yes. He played Division I basketball. Okay. Division II basketball players are really good basketball players. I mean, they're top 
they're some of the best basketball players. Then in the that's country. my point too, is that there's another massive gap to the to the actually elite guys. But you're talking about you gotta keep down. We're talking about the weekend guys. You're even talking about guys in their thirties that play in like the the you know, the old man leagues. Those guys are probably played in high school or college or whatever. We're not talking about your buddy who's 30 years old who can still, you know, dunk on you like it's his job. Let me say, Vincent, say are you are you closer to Bryson or Novak Djokovic? <laughs> Bryson. Uh, I think Bryson. Bryson. Yeah, I think I think so. Right? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. If I had to, you're as big a jerk as he is, so that makes a lot of sense. Both of them. <laughs> yeah. Djokovic, oh! Oh! Yeah. Well, Djokovic was talking smack about Biles, and then he withdrew. Is that what happened? Someone told me. Yeah. That's okay. Right. Okay. okay. I, 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 I love people. He's like, you must compete to be best. And then he threw a tantrum and walked away and quit. Uh, that's what someone told me. And screwed his uh, Olympic partner out of it because uh, he 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 lost in the singles through a huge t- temper tantrum oh. and then quit the doubles match to screw out his partner, playing partner in the doubles of a potential goal, a potential medal. All right, so let's take out tennis and golf, which I think are the things that you could practice and, and be have a, a snowball's chance. But let's say so. There's basketball. There's Baseball, we're not going to say football because that's, I mean, you're 40 years old. You can't play football. Basketball, baseball, what other sport can you potentially compete in? That's that, uh, swimming. Let's do those three. So you have a year to practice. Basketball, like, baseball, and swimming? Yeah. Baseball. And you have to be the pitcher in baseball. You're not a hitter. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm still probably, I still have a better chance than basketball or. You think so? Like, like swimming, where you can just like work on your your time, and there aren't. It's kind of just like moked in swimming by like Olympic swimmers. I mean, oh, what about this? We'll also include diving. Yeah. Diving? Do you include diving? No, I, I'm, there's no chance I'm ever diving. Okay. I, I don't like heights, and I don't like rotating in the air. <laughs> I don't like heights. I don't like rotating. <laughs> I, don't, I don't. I don't like rotating. All right. Well, I don't know what to tell you. I can't dive. So, uh, oh, like in general. Is- you guys are too young. Like back in the day, I think I've told the story before. I'll tell it again. We used to go to the the local pool, the motel, I'm sure, and do tricks off the diving board to impress the ladies. Like this is like eighth and ninth and tenth grade, not tenth, eighth and ninth grade. You say the motel, the, like the local hotel, like the Howard Johnsons or whatever. You know, like they have a pool. You could go. We would go hang out, scoping the the young ladies and and doing. Uh, How young guys. were the ladies? I was eighth or ninth grade, so I'm sure they were 14, 15 years old. You know, so they were all they were all at the motel too. I have to. I'm foggy in the details. Like, why would we go to? Maybe we'd have like a, a town pool or something. Or maybe that yeah, was. Yeah, that like seems a, more realistic than. A yeah, I can't remember. I'm old. I don't know, but I do remember. I the point is that I'm. A, I, I can. Um, I can still bust out some some dive moves if I need to, in a in a pinch. You guys can't dive. What, what's the world we won't. We won't name the uh, the writer Brinson, but someone said that he could hitting a home run would be like the easiest. Oh, Elliot Shore Park. That was ridiculous. We can we can name him. Um, would it be easier than what are the other options? Uh, this is uh, this. If you just go Elliot Shore Park's tweet, there's I'm, I'm uh, sure it's uh, isn't it? Uh, yeah, Barstool Sports wrote about it. He said he tweeted. Uh, what was it? Where is it? Okay, I could maybe score a touchdown. I could luck into a home run. I could probably get two points in an NBA game. Yeah, I play hundreds of games of hockey and never ever score a goal. It looks impossible. You yeah, he, have to be see, and I don't, I'm not calling him stupid. If you can't that, skate, about, though, if you can't skate, then hockey's off no, the it's, table. It's not about that. It's, it's about a home run. 
Yeah, it's the phrasing luck into a home run. Oh, yeah. No, you're not lucky. I could maybe run. score a touchdown in the NFL level. No, you couldn't do that. I could get two points. You're not getting two points in an NBA game. So, Debo, I'll put this question to you because I asked this question last year when I was um, in the fall. I was uh, When I was up there in Stanford, I asked Joe Musso this. Former Division three college wide receiver. Uh, and Eric Casillas, who was up there, and then uh, the producer, Rob Arciero. And I said to the three of them, and I'll ask you, Debo, you can answer. If you averaged, I think if you played like three quarters of every NBA game, so what's that, 36 minutes, would you average more than 1.5 points a game? And you can shoot, you can do whatever you want. Um, <laughs> I mean, the way I answer this is like, if I feel like they're not, they're double covering someone else on the court, and I'm completely wide open yes but uh that's, that's what uh joe musso and rob said as well and they're both they're both like you they're both young people if it's man-to-man coverage then i'm not scoring in an nba game Casilli said absolutely no way is anyone anyone averaging 1.5 points a game in, a, in an nba game playing 36 minutes with the defense you know playing some semblance of defense against you no understanding, understanding what your goal is out there yeah and also they know they're not going to be like, you're not just a random. It's not pros versus Joes. No, but you're not a random, terrible player on a fifth NBA. On a, you're not a random, terrible fifth starter on an NBA team. And they just, they're like, this guy sucks. We're leaving him alone, letting him shoot, shoot whatever he wants. I mean, I do think you could get two points in an NBA game. You could, but you couldn't average over an 82 game season. Oh, okay. no, 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 average. No, 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 no. Let's, let's detract that average. No, over yeah, 82 absolutely. game. Make a couple shots because they leave you. Yeah. Well, also in this in this make the score in the NBA game thing, are you is your team okay with running the offense through right? The guys, the, chunking it. That's the other thing that they came still, up. I'm with. still not sure. You're. I don't know. I mean, like, also so you game know, season. I'm scoring a two two or I'm scoring a three. I am not averaging 1.5 points per game. There's no chance. Hebo's <laughs> not getting inside the three point arc. <laughs> I mean, this is LeBron James, so it's a little different. But when we played, you know, I mean, I played. I've told the story. Right? Oh God, I'm not gonna tell the story again. I'm just telling you that, like, no, I want to hear oh, it again. I love. I it. was in decent, I was in good shape at the time. Mm-hmm. You are and, two feet shorter than LeBron James. Go ahead. No, I mean, and I'm saying that like I took off running with a head start, <laughs> and he just appeared in front of me. Yes. I mean, that's, that's, that's what, I mean, you're not, you know, you're going to get the ball on the three point line and you're going to turn and be like, I've got an open three. Here's my, right. and then boom, that thing's going to get swatted into the stands. Because, what's that? I got a quick release. Get out of here. That's what Musso said. And then Musso brought up a clip of uh Colin Ward Henniger. They, they played in a, in a uh, charity event when Musso was out West uh, working in Fresno. He said, watch this. And he did some reverse layup or something. I said, I don't think Colin Ward Henniger is an NFL player or an NFL NBA player. Excuse me. That's going to be watching you like drive the lane. Yeah. What do you, Wilson, what do you think Brinson's 40 time uh, that, that time he played LeBron was? Like back in those days. Oh, it's, it's BS that you guys think my 40 time isn't what it is. It, it's, it was it's, recorded. It's probably closer to six seconds than it was to whatever five seconds. Four, six, nine. Four, <laughs> nine, six, maybe. Four, nine, six. <laughs> you sound like you yeah. sound like you could four, nine, six, a home run. Four, nine, six. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it, yeah was, it was filmed and clocked. What do you hey, want? My high school coach, what do you want me to do? When you lucked into the home run, did you run a four, six, nine around the bases? Four, nine, six, not four, six, nine. How you fast did you run a four, nine, six? You get to first base. 50 feet, 90 feet, 90 feet. I'm not right? saying I'm some incredible feet. athlete or bragging about it. I'm just I'm telling you what it was clocked at. Okay. Let, you didn't run a 496. 
I don't care that it was hand timed. It was hand timed, by the way. But what, yeah. what do you what do you think? Was it electronically like, timed? No. What, right, exactly. So what what would be the initial knee jerk reaction? Has Rich Eisen broken five seconds? No. no. Are you crazy? I don't know if he's broken six. He Very may bro- have broken six like once. I was looking at the times back when he ran it um, after the draft this time. I think maybe it's it's been a lot of sixes. But people ask. It was 5.94 in 2016. Exactly. Yeah. And now he, he ran it. Suit? He did run it in his suit, but you're not a full second faster than him. I had a lot of wind behind me, I promise you. <laughs> Brinson ran a 5.94. He goes, wait, does that mean I broke five <laughs> seconds? <laughs> no, I ran a 4.96. <laughs> you go the wrong way, Brinson. I, like, Devo, I was surprised by it, too. Yeah, because it didn't happen. Debo, so if what would be just a knee-jerk reaction if you said to BMAC or Brady Quinn, hey, Branson, you just said it like this, Brinson ran a 4.96. What would be their reaction? You, you Both of their uh, just extreme laughter, I think. <laughs> I mean, Brady's hearty laugh, BMAC's laugh. Yeah, that's, that's all that's coming out of their mouth. But like you're, not, you're saying it like I'm running it right now. I'm not running a 4.96 now. And that should include um, Danny, because Danny ran, Danny ran in the four, I think high four sixes, he said, at his pro day, and he couldn't believe it. And Danny is 6'5", I don't know what he, probably 210, 220, I don't know what he weighs, now. he's in great shape. Like, I don't think 6'5 necessarily makes you a faster 40. No, no, that's the point. Like, he, he was surprised that he ran so fast. You're not running right behind him in a 40. I mean, longer strides just with the height, but yeah. I mean, no, but like you're shorter, you run faster. I was as, I was as skinny as I've ever been. Is that? I don't know if that's. It's not true. Don't. I mean, yeah. you know, Usain uh, Bolt six. No, what do you want from me? Usain Bolt six. Go ask Rossi for it. I just oh. don't agree with the the shorter strides equals quicker times <laughs> that you just made. Then why don't the, the? I mean, the, how tall I mean, is Usain Bolt? I, I don't know. He's six five. So, again, I mean, I'm not saying it's a hard and fast rule. Between that and the Seahawks being a real animal, you're over two on on common sense facts today. I don't. I don't know to tell you. We're in a four nine six, man. All right. Well, we'll just agree to disagree. <laughs> There's zero percent, zero, like zero. It There's happened, a, and they posted it online. There's a better chance of you hitting a left-handed driver 400 yards down the center of the fairway, ten times in a row. There's a better chance of you taking 40 hook shots in a row from from midcourt and swishing every single one than you ran a four nine six. Uh, Wilson, I didn't. I didn't know Brinson back. That like, what would you evaluate like compared to to now? What type of uh, like how how much more believable was it a decade ago? Oh, it was totally and wholly unbelievable when he said at the time. It was not it was, surprising. It wasn't surprising at all. I didn't know what I was going to run. We were racing. And Debo, what you also have to keep in mind is that three or four years later, Sean Wagner McGuff, self-proclaimed slow person, he said, "I'm not very fast." In his mid twenties. Absolutely dusted. I mean, dusted, Brinson. I mean, in a drunk race. in pants uh-huh. in a barefoot in the Fort Lauderdale streets. You were wearing shorts. You weren't wearing pants. Look, I trained. I was running a bunch back then. I trained for this. I had a mustache. Oh, Very, well, then I take it all back. Then you had a mustache. I, I look. I, I ran what I ran. I don't know what to tell you. That's fine. You and you and uh, you can take it up with Jesus when you go at the pearly gates. <laughs> There's video so, of it probably at CBS. So you're you're at the pearly gates, and Jesus says, "Okay, if you tell the truth, you can go to heaven. If not, I'm, I'm <laughs> catapulting <laughs> you to hell." Did you, did you run a four nine six? What are you going to say? Yes, I ran a four nine six. All right, well, enjoy hell. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't have player plug. <laughs> <laughs> exactly the same tone. All right, well, 
I'm too. I'm just sad that Breach. I'm not saying I run it now. I'm not saying that the, like I was even. And run- that's the beauty of this. Like it's ten years later, so you can say, "Well, yeah, I run a five eight now." But I, back then, yeah, I don't think I'd crack six right now. Of course, you can't. You didn't then. It's been ten years. That's a long ass time. As somehow a thirty year podcasting, somehow we're still podcasting together. Think about this. Yeah, I, I don't like. I'm the same age now as you were when you ran that. I don't and Debo's probably in better shape now than you oh, were. Sorry, did you just say, I don't know if I could do that. He's yeah. trying to be polite. No, I, I, I could not. I am not. I'm not hitting sub five right now. Well, you're no Will Brinson. That's the takeaway. Pretty much. All right, that is the show. Dang it. Bunch of bunch of me being called a liar today. <laughs> Love it. Golly. I can't just tell truth true stories. Well, you try you had chance. the mailbag. Uh we'll be back on Sunday night slash Monday morning for a preseason recap for Ryan and Debo. I'm four nine six. See you guys later. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.